Check it out, uh. Come back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been round will know. I'm talking about owning some, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Thank you for thank you for <laughs> thank you for <laughs> what is going on with me today, yo? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What, what's, you usually hit it. I normally hit it. I don't know what's going on with me. Welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Average Show podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man. Your favorite average show, and uh, I got the gang back. Let me see, Wendy. Yeah, was got my name right. I know. Yeah, I, I learned this time. I got it. <laughs> what's up, man? Going on. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. good. So, what are we talking about today, Livingston? Uh, we're gonna go ahead and review the Jeezy and uh, Gucci uh, verses, okay. and also talk a little bit, of, um, touch on the Fresh Prince reunion. Okay. Since I feel like th- that's both part of the mm-hmm. rap culture a little bit. You know, Fresh Prince is a rap artist as well, and uh, it was two reunions it's kind of hard to sense. think about that like wow he was a rapper yeah he was a rapper <laughs> he's kind of a cheesy rapper but he was a rapper but his his original stuff like the the very first stuff seemed like it fit for the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as like the 98 yeah whatever 99 stuff i don't know it it felt cheesy even in that time it felt a little yeah yeah he tried it though. <laughs> he did, and he, he, I think he had like platinum records or whatever doing it as well. But yeah, was, and some of them he did, like he did the Men in Black for his movie, and yeah, it was mm-hmm. like soundtracks more. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fit. It fit. Yeah, it was a good fit. Okay, so, well, let me ask you this. Okay. So before the battle, who did you think was gonna win? I was Jeezy all the way because I knew Gucci didn't have enough hits. I, I think everybody knew that. I felt like G- I felt like Gucci didn't play the hits he needed to play. No, because uh, what happened was Gucci went in there for the kill. He was trying mm-hmm. to. He was headhunting. He wanted. It, yeah, like he he came out with diss tracks. Like yeah, mm-hmm. he wanted he wanted to hurt Jeezy. He wanted to hurt him bad, and that put him at a disadvantage because mm-hmm. he has a large catalog too. Exactly, and it was about playing hits, not diss tracks. Yeah, I think it would have been closer if he if he just would have stuck to what the verses is instead of trying to play diss tracks. They would have been a whole lot closer. Yeah, they went in with two different mentalities. Correct. Mm-hmm. They had two different approaches, and it, it, the funniest thing was just watching Jeezy sit there, just unbothered by everything. Like, and then you get to a level where you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. Yeah, you I, don't. I, I don't think he. Um, yeah, I don't think he was bothered that much. I think he maybe could have been bothered by the perception, of, you know, like the image that was being portrayed of him basically getting bashed on stage about all that stuff. I think that's why he wanted to put it into it. He wanted to stop it because it was he was getting out of he was getting out of control mm-hmm. with it. He, what he did 
the way he like in the middle of it because I mean I, it was cringeworthy like everybody yeah, it, was it on was the edge of their seats like mm-hmm. well, you don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> you're just watching it mm-hmm. and um oh I, backtrack a little bit did you watch the um Swiss Beats and Timberland like live afterwards um no I didn't yeah I'm really deep in this so I watched the live afterwards okay. and they, they do it every time and they talk about what happened sometimes oh, they bring other people in nice for me to tune one of the things that. they brought up was that they were called now they didn't mention who but they said by big people like they got both of them agreed that they got phone calls to cancel it before it ever happened who the Jay-Z really? and, yeah. and Gucci yeah so when when I think of big names I'm thinking like must be on a level like Jay-Z or something mm-hmm. but they were being urged to cancel it and not go forward and both of them saw it and said no we're going to take the chance we're going to wow. go ahead and do it and they did they let they let it ride and in the beginning like automatically first off they were late they were hella late mm-hmm. <laughs> hella late <laughs> like, yeah. like, but when they came in Gucci started off rip mm-hmm. off rip talking shit and yeah. I'm sitting there like oh god he was like the Gucci show that. whatever whatever yeah I was like what he, yeah, he, I missed that part because I was you know I was in the um at the hookah lounge, so I wasn't like in tuned in tune. I was just waiting for the songs to start playing, but um, yeah, it it started. So, how did you feel when you, when Gucci played that diss track immediately from Jump? I, I I could already tell. You could already tell by their body language, by what they were doing, mm-hmm. what agenda each of them served. Yeah. And you can see he keeps playing these songs after songs where he's flat out just kind of in Jeezy's face. And you know what? It's got to take a lot out of you Mm -hmm. to not retaliate Mm -hmm. to a lot of what he was doing. Yeah. And the way Jeezy handled it, like he 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 had that speech ready to go. Yeah, I think he knew because he he did say off the dribble, I was going to play the truth track. So I think Jeezy planned to respond to the insults. He did. And the way he did it, it was, not only was it powerful mm-hmm. by, by bringing up Nipsey Hussle and all of this, and all, especially in what we've gone through this year. Mm-hmm. And, and so not only was that part important, but the way he edged it into, or it was a smooth ass transition into Get Your Mind Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That in itself, the message behind that, then he played that song. You literally see Gucci turn around like he knew he lost at that point. Yeah, he, he was. It. I think he was getting frustrated. He was getting frustrated that you know he came out to to pretty much like I think um, antagonize Jeezy, but then Jeezy would just hit him with all his his hits. And I think by a certain point, he thought they probably were going to be fighting already. You know, it, it's hard. Like if you come in with a certain energy and you're prepared to fight and you're throwing it at somebody that's not giving it to you. Yeah. Like he, that's what he was waiting on. He was, he was waiting, waiting for He it. was waiting on, the, mm-hmm. on a response from 15 years ago he felt he should have gotten. Yeah. And it didn't happen. He wasn't going to get it. But like I said, it, it all comes down to where Jeezy is in life. And he just, and Gucci should be on that same playing field, but he, yeah. he's just still hood. He's, <laughs> the of, like, he's still hood. Not to, not to be biased. We have to, um, what everybody, what I'm seeing on social media is we have to take into account what Gucci experienced, which was, you know, he's laying in bed with some chick and five guys come to storm his his spot and one of the guys is a a Jeezy affiliate so of course the link is there if Mm -hmm. if that's your man and he's coming to rob me then 
how else did it happen? Oh, he just went off on his own and decided he was going to do it, which I think that's what Jeezy is trying to say is that he didn't really have too much ties to. Mm. But if that's your man, yeah, like, you affiliated. On. Yeah. You like affiliated. if I go rob you and Larry's my guy, you know, Larry's my guy mm-hmm. and Larry or Larry's my guy and Larry robs you. Even I made nothing to do with it. That's my guy. Yeah. So I'm guilty by association. Yeah. So um, uh, people just feel like since they were always um, just doing diss tracks and never really had to go be face to face, that Gucci just took that opportunity to give it to to Jeezy the only way he could. Yeah, I mean he did, but like it took it, it that was a little bit more than halfway through the show. He kept, yeah. he kept saying things throughout the entire show and not getting the response that he's looking for. Yeah. After a while, you kind of make yourself look stupid. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. in front of 1.8 million people yeah. that are <laughs> watching what you're doing. And you've got fans, he's got fans. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with everything that's been going on this year alone, with, I mean, look how we look at the presidency and the debates. <laughs> look how we're viewing Trump, who is purposely antagonizing Biden. Yeah. And Biden's, he's getting frustrated. He's playing the high road as well. He's, yeah, he's, exactly. And yeah. the high road is always going to win. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we were watching just on a, our, our level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's exactly what we're watching. In that particular case, Gucci is Trump. Mm-hmm. And he ended up losing by playing that, that card. Yeah, he ended he, up losing. He did. and um, Unless Jeezy folded and, and fell for it, but he with, didn't. It's a different mentality. When you mm-hmm. grow up, you grow out of that shit. Yeah, yeah, you, you really do. And I think um, I thought about it as well. That I feel like, um, you know, I believe Jeezy's like some A and R management and all this other stuff. So Jeezy's actually leveled up. He's not on that. Yeah, level I'm not anymore. saying that like Gucci didn't have nothing to lose. I feel like, but. Jeezy, I feel like Jeezy had more to lose than to retaliate. Yeah, he he did. Like Jeezy's more in corporate America now. Yeah, he's trying more, to. Yeah, exactly. How yeah, do y'all feel about that comment that he made about my outfit being ten thousand dollars and Jeezy's like, well, I own half of Atlanta. Yeah, I, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people try to dispute that comment. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've seen posts where it showed that Jeezy only owed two uh, owned two properties. I did see that, but you can't. You you he may not. He might have companies and yeah, things under his name. Yeah, he was saying that like he partnered with some some like yeah. some realtor agency or something mm-hmm. like that. So technically, from what the realtor agent was saying, even though his name's only on two properties, you he don't owns, know what LLC exactly. he owns, anything mm-hmm. along like yeah. that, and that's why. People want to throw those things out there, but you don't know business the way but you think it's, you But it's two different mindsets, though. Mm-hmm. Like, one person still thinks of, like, oh, I got a $10,000 outfit on, but... It's when, his definition of success. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you pass, like, would you rather have something to pass on to your legacy outside of $10,000 outfits? Yeah. He was just he was just going for he was just going for the kill. Yeah, anything, mm-hmm. anything to to he, not he wanted a, he wanted a reaction. He wanted and, a reaction. It was killing him badly. that he ain't get it. Now, in, in terms of the music now, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, because, uh, you know, they, I've seen a lot of debates. People were like, oh, Gucci's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, damn, y'all kind of really forgot Jeezy's catalog. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember back in 2006, I went to a strip club for the first time mm-hmm. in Tampa, which, you know, Tampa's no alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And in all honesty, to see them white girls in Mons Venus with no ass, you really, they should allow you to drink. Yeah. <laughs> to pretend that there's something on there. But anyway, besides mm-hmm. the point, my first time going was Mons Venus in Tampa. And all you heard when I tell you back to back 
was Jeezy's Soul Survivor. Yo, that was my song. Wow. That, yo, in <laughs> high school, that was my shit. <laughs> that's all you heard back. That's all they wanted to dance to. Like, that song was it. And then that was his very first big hit. Mm. Then let's take it. Was it may have been before 2000. It might have been 2000. No, it was, I think it was 2006. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Yeah, about 2005, 2006. Yeah, he had stuff before then. So, but I, it was something about that song because I know mm-hmm. he had stuff before that. But it was something about that song that that song really blew up. Yeah, because Soul Survivors, I think, is all on the uh, Motivation One Hundred and One, mm-hmm. which all I think all his hits are pretty much from that one album. That's kind of like his. That's his classic album. Every was my president back. My president's back. My land blues. Blues. That he didn't even that, play that one. N- mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He didn't play anything really from that. I think that's from the recession. Okay. And I don't think he played too much. He stuck. He stuck with the the origin of Jeezy, which was uh, Trapper Die and the Motivation One on One. Okay. He pretty much stuck with those tracks. Yeah, and then Gucci's like, well, let's play some current stuff. And his current stuff was that song with Bruno Mars. Like, I know, right? <laughs> he does have current stuff, but he didn't play any of it yeah. because I think they call that the clone Jeezy, mm-hmm. and he's tried. <laughs> he tried to stay away from those tracks. He was trying to really reach his real core audience which mm-hmm. is the hood hood and, and to be honest with you like I don't know too much of Gucci stuff there was a couple things that I knew like Wasted mm. was, was a big one like I know he didn't play Lemonade like I know yeah, that yeah that was another he did play that he did play that that was another big one that I knew about but I just remember Jeezy from like the 2000s era and being in the club and that was just what you heard that was mm-hmm. what you listened to on mm-hmm. the way there like that was a huge part I played of the shit life. out of Soul Survivor that was my jam yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jeezy spoke about it like um, when they were banning the shirts all the kids wanted to wear the snow Man shirts, shirts. Yeah. and it, it was banned. We, you couldn't wear any shirts at the high school that had a snowman on it. Um, and then the Air Forces, well, like I even went to the Magic Mall. I oh. went and got me a, a, a little pair of fake fake Air Forces because they were not real. Mm-hmm. And um, and I got the T-shirt, so I was really engulfed in the the whole. It, it, it was culture. It yeah, was, the culture. The, yeah, exactly. I, I don't really see Jeezy as a culture as much as I mean Gucci as a culture as much as Jeezy. I think Jeezy really took over. Like he was in all the high schools, all of whatever. But then Gucci was when the um, the underground, like mm-hmm. the underground, the mixtapes and all that stuff. When those became really big, that's where Gucci really thrived. Mm-hmm. But. Jeezy was the mainstream. Mm-hmm. As sad as this is to say, I measure people's success on whether or not they have a song with Jay Z. Because if Jay Z wants to record with you oh, yeah, or do big. something with you, that's huge. And mm-hmm. Jeezy's got that. He's mm-hmm. got that in his catalog because he played it that night. Mm, what um, song was that one? Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. It is. Go crazy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeezy, I mean, Jay Z's on that track? Yep. It's featuring Jay Z on it. Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So. I didn't even know. It's crazy. Like, I haven't listened to him in so long now, and it's just all coming back. Mm-hmm. It's so much uh, nostalgia of all the, like, the hits from back then. And it was all on repeat. Like, just crazy repeat. Um, I had a, a classmate who had the, the subwoofers and the. And the Toyota Camry, <laughs> and we were riding around bumping Jeezy like crazy, just nonstop. So that's why I went out and I went. I wanted to go be a part of it and mm-hmm. really get that, be immersed in the sounds. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went out and checked it out. But um, 
I think the other part, which I think we always talk about, is the healing part and mm-hmm. the coming back to part. Like, I don't think I don't think they really had a real conversation before. Nah. That versus they, they didn't, and and Jeezy mentioned that he mentioned yeah. that in a minute. He was like, you know, he tried to squash it beforehand. Yeah, and he didn't want to do it. It wasn't until that speech was made at the moment. I think Gucci really started to process, like, yo, this is. I'm not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the end of it, when I tell you that icy moment, Jeezy looked at him. He's like, yo, you ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Like one time. And then that icy beat drops and you could see a smile on Gucci's face. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Jeezy in an interview afterwards was like, yo, that, he was like, that was the first time I'd really heard icy since. And he mm-hmm. was like, now I feel like I could listen to that song now mm-hmm. and, and actually be proud of it. And, and if I'm not mistaken, that's how their beat started was over that song. I think Jeezy yeah. went behind his back and, and added put, to, dropped it into, uh, on his album. album. Yeah. 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 And it so was, it was just supposed to be on Gucci's album, right? Yeah. yeah. It was. It was a. Uh, I don't know. They they were trying to debate whose song was it. Gucci's song was it? Jay Z's. I mean. Uh, Why couldn't they just both put on their album Jay-Z's and call song? it a day? Mm. I don't know. That's just petty. Yeah, I guess because of royalties and mm-hmm. all that stuff, the that's money, the, the money and stuff. So yeah, and that's where it started. And then um, I think that's when either. Gucci dropped his diss track. I think Gucci dropped his diss track first once he noticed that he um, put the, the song on his album behind his back. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jeezy dropped the uh, Stay Strapped, which um, implicated or promoted the $10,000 for snatching the chain off of Gucci's neck. That's wild. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, just publicly. Like, $10,000. I mean, even though he says, I never put a hit on your head, I just put a hit on the chain, it's necessarily the same thing. Because if you telling me that you put... If I put a hit off for 10 grand by to snatch your chain, if I gotta kill you to do it, I gotta kill you to do it to get that 10 G's. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel... Yeah. And and to be honest with you, like, if, G, if Gucci would have been shot or killed... Jeezy would have been linked to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's a... I forgot what that's called. Not guilty by association. I forgot what that's called. Mm. But if you're a part of a crime, yeah. or you're a part of something, and mm-hmm. someone gets... Co- you co- are convicted. Not cooperation. Uh, I don't know what they call it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, he would have Conspiracy? Yeah, maybe. No, yeah, right? Conspiracy, um, maybe? Yeah, maybe some along the lines of that. Yeah, but he would have been, like been part of it, mm-hmm. and okay. he would have been whatever. And Gucci got, you know, Gucci ends up killing his boy after that. And that's yeah. one of the things he kept saying, free kill, free kill. I was like, oh, this he going to get shot any second now. And you see, like, if you see the behind the scenes reel, they each had a bunch of people there with them. Yeah, I saw that. Each of them, I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> like, I, I felt hurt. When he was talking like that, I was like, that shit hit me hard. I was like, wow. But much respect to Jeezy because when I tell you he it, it took him he was Obama at that moment. He mm-hmm. was just so cool, calm, and collected. And he was like, yo, this shit is really bigger than us. It's mm-hmm. it's for the culture, it's for all of this. We need to do right by this. And that's where that healing starts. Yeah. Is acknowledging that you're kind of above certain things. Yeah. And this is one of them. Yeah. You know? So that actually um that was pretty good. I'm glad that they were able to squash that and move forward. I wonder if they got to party afterwards. Cause they, they went to the compound together, but they were in like two different, those massive groups on two separate sides or of the club a little bit. So hmm. they were able to go to a club and not feel like, because I know back in the day, anytime they, they would, it was tension. Yeah, and they would leave. One would leave. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't stay there. They would, one would stay, one would go. And then I remember they said that Gucci showed up one time to one of the parties and um, I think he had a gun on him or something like that. And not, Jeezy didn't do nothing. But, yeah, he, he was constantly trying to to get, you know, revenge for mm-hmm. what happened to him. But that, I think I think 
that's satisfied right there to call him in a bitch and all this other stuff right to his face. I guess he got his satisfaction, to be honest. And sometimes you got to let somebody vent. You have to mm-hmm. let him get it out. Like, And, I mean, he, he ain't 100% wrong feeling how he feels. Like, yeah. you sent people after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he, you know what I'm saying? I, you can't argue yeah, that. I, feel, I yeah. don't know if I could. I don't think we could be friends after that. Like... I don't think they will. Mm, I don't think they're going to nah. be friends. I don't even think I could be in a room with you after that. Because, I mean, I look at it as you try to end my life. So, like, yeah. I feel Gucci 100% where he coming from. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you you ain't going to try to end my life and think we're going to do a do a versus together. Yeah, It's going to be a versus, all right? Me versus I, you in the ground. Like, I mm-hmm. really want to know why T.I. backed out, though. Because it was originally T.I. and Jeezy. Yeah, I don't know. T.I. didn't want that smoke. And then all of a sudden, I kept hearing, well, T.I. got a catalog, too. He do. T.I. got he, a series. And T.I.'s lyrically, like, he's incredible. Yeah, he's a good lyricist. Um, I don't like his new stuff that much anymore. I don't much. listen to his new. Mm. You just sometimes you just gotta let that go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeezy's almost there, too. Jeezy's almost in the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. He's he's taking a different route. Like he's he's going in a different direction with his music, and I just like the old snowman with the trap beats and all that. I, I can't really feel the the new stuff. That's my yeah, um, I can't really. Uh, gotcha. So um, yeah, I can't really. Are you, do you feel Jesus' new stuff? I haven't even heard the new album. Yeah, but what about the the newer, like the last album before that? He had like one song that exactly. Like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I kind of want Trapper dying as bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want I want that kind but of. But his his music to me will always be timeless. It'll yeah. always take me to that part, that specific era of my life, that the time. people I was yes, hanging with. Exactly. That was like that was your you know in your twenties, and yeah. you know it'll always take me back to that. Twenties, wow, I was. Like oh yeah, close, close. I was like sixteen, seventeen. When he first came out, I was twenty-two. Yeah, I was like fifteen. I was like fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, so probably yeah. right there. Could you? Yeah, could you like what five years older than me? So like twenty-two. Yeah, yeah like you had to be about seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why I didn't know that you couldn't wear them shirts in high school. Oh yeah, yeah I didn't know that. I was well out of that. They were in them in the club. I'll tell you that. Everybody had those shirts on. <laughs> oh, in the club? All yeah. those, those snowman shirts? Oh, my yeah. God. They actually showed up to the hookah bar with that. They were selling them out, out, outside the, the at the door. They were selling the snowman and, and shirts. And then when Obama got elected and he came out with that, my president oh, mm-hmm. is black. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Oh, my God. I got to love Jeezy. There was yeah. no way I was going to ride with Gucci on that one. No, no. <laughs> no way. Oh, I didn't forget the catalog. No. And mm-hmm. I felt like people did. I, I felt like... Even people my age were like, oh, Gucci gonna get him. I was like, for real? I, yeah. then one person did reach out and was like, Gucci gonna. I was like, watch, watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> sure like I said, it could have been closer if he played his cards right. Yes. But he, he just played his yeah. cards. He didn't play it He right. came in there with the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. He came in there with, and, and the other one wasn't gonna give him that. He yeah. came in, you know, ready to he, kill. He, he does have newer music than Gigi, so he could have just went with his newer hits mm-hmm. and just left it up for a toss-up, which we could have had the advantage that he was playing newer tracks mm-hmm. versus um, Jeezy's older tracks. Mm-hmm. And even though they might have not been better, but it could have gave him a little bit of an edge. He could have. I but, think Jeezy had a lot more hits, too. Like, yeah. actual hits. Yeah, Gucci doesn't really have hits hits. He just has good songs that are that not terrible. That was a big one. The one with Bruno Mars. Like, yeah, that, that was a big that one. Was, that, that, that was a huge one. Wasted was a huge one. I... I 
Even because, oh, I do that. When I watch the versus battles, like, I like to download my music, like, mm -hmm. whatever. So I'll watch these versus battles, and mm -hmm. I'll be like, damn, I forgot about that song, and I'll go and download it. Um, and Wasted was one that I forgot from Gucci that I really liked. Oh, I didn't forget I, that one. I, yeah. I totally forgot that, about that's that That's, like, one. his only big um, commercial, like, kind of album. Really? Because I thought Lemonade was. Well, I think, isn't Wasted and Lemonade on the same album? I'm not sure. I think it is. See, I don't know Gucci yeah. like that. <laughs> I really don't. It's the one with him in the, um, he's in the orange, he's in the orange oh. jumpsuit. But I forgot what he, I think he has his, like, his real that name. That's before he got locked up, right? He kind of premeditated that whole lock of beat. Yeah, he had, he had a, um. You spoke that joint into existence. Good job. With his, with his, uh, his government name on it. I think, I think it was titled with his government name in the orange jumpsuit. Really? I think, yeah. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to The Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top-of-the-line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I got some announcements, of course, like always. Uh, the Praise Break series starts next week. Um, this is another series for me. Uh, this is going to be in a different direction. I'm not trying to get anybody to, you know, I'm not, so I feel like this, I'm not changing my content. I'm doing a series, but don't think like all of a sudden I'm going to just switch to like, you know, not cursing or anything. That's not the case. I just wanted y'all to show, I just wanted y'all to see a different side of me, um, like always. And, um, yeah, so we see where it goes. Um, real quick, some announcements, man. Um, socially Thoughtful, their season finale is Thursday? Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. So, you know, we got to we gotta uh, give them some hand claps on that, man. Um, I'm proud of these guys, actually. They did good. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely proud of these guys, for real, for real. Um, I got something big coming in the works for y'all soon. So just be on the lookout for that. It's going to be major. I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, <clears throat> do I have any other updates? Let me see. Oh, um, I don't think I'm going to do a Thanksgiving episode. So this is like kind of the, th the episode right before Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Um, <clears throat> you know, happy Thanksgiving, man. Be safe. Be blessed, man. I know and all through this trying times with COVID and everything like that, we're still here. Um, once again, man, for the people that are here, you know, please be be thankful. Um, once again, man, the merch is up. Uh, if you want to buy any merch, just let me know. Uh, um, I'm Trying to think, is there anything else that I wanted to that I wanted to talk about today, or wanted to? Um... Oh yeah, I do. Okay, so I forgot to do it on the episode. The question of the day. The question of the day is real simple. It is, Q, 
can you love somebody? Can you be with somebody while they're in prison? And then the second one is, does time heal all wounds? Answer that question so you can be entered into the giveaway. Um, admin at averagejtpc.com. That's the email. And then uh, averagejtpc, that's the Instagram. So uh, give me a response down there below. I mean, down there and um, in the, either on my email or on Instagram. If you want to you want to get started on the podcast, man, just hit me up, man. www.theaverageshowmedia.com. Go to uh, go to the contact section and hit me up, man, and um, I'll get back to you. Um, I have some I have some inquiries. I don't know if they still want to do it or not, but you know, I'm just trying to build my clientele, get people out here with this pristine quality. All right, all right, y'all. We got a creative corner segment today. Uh, one of my friends from Jersey, uh, Gino, um, featuring Eric Young, called Jump Off. Um, yeah. Hope y'all like it. Let me know what you think. Should've listened when they told me what the deal was, but I was too busy thinking it was real love. The game that you were spitting. But now I wish I didn't I just wish I could have seen through the real you But that ass and them titties, they was real too And now I'm sitting here, thinking about the year That I wasted with this fucking jumbo You were just a jumbo So why don't you just jump on? Just a jumbo, just a fucking jumbo. So why don't you just jumbo? Cause girl, I'm through with you. Found somebody new. Gotta be a jump off. It was clear to me you was supposed to be part of my life. The only thing I didn't know is going in like this tonight. Don't get me wrong, you fine as hell. I enjoyed the night we had. Only thing after this, I can't wife. I basically bagged. When I found out you fucked me and my other nigga and his sister, cause you went overboard with that last drink. My heart sank because I thought you was the one. But you'd be surprised when that one knows and fucks everyone. We just sitting here looking at the ceiling Cause we both know me and her can never exist She turns over and says, can I please have my last wish? She says, but it only baby, she wants to go crazy But I'm not catching feelings for a girl that jumps for a living So when I get you out my system, not only one that's gonna be missing So I said no to her very last request And she grabbed her things and just left I'm sorry, but you know you're just a child just a fucking jump So why don't you just jump Cause girl, I'm through with you I found somebody new You were just a jump Just a fucking jump So why don't you just jump Cause girl, I'm through with you I found somebody new Baby, step into this room Loving that perfume The way you lay in bed Just makes me wanna stare Tonight is the real deal 
good, your body feels so good, so good. Got me biting on my lips, just looking at those hips, thinking about your body. Well, I wanna kiss. Tonight is the reveal. I'ma make you feel so good, so good. But baby, don't forget when we wake up in the morning. From all the sex and then holes from all the moaning Gather up your clothes, then you hit the door I'll call you and I think I want some more You were just a jump off Just a fucking jump off So why don't you just jump off Cause girl I'm through with you I found somebody new And you were just a jump off just a jump off So why don't you just jump off Cause girl I'm through with you Found somebody new So uh, that was Jump Off. You were just a jump off. That was my shit back in the day, yo. That was my whole entire shit. It's still my shit. Let y'all want, let, let, let one of y'all play me. You were just a jump off. Why don't you just jump off? Anyway, yeah, man, that's it. That's Greater Corner segment. Um, let's get back to the episode, man. Mm. So about this whole, I guess we can move on to the the reunion. Yeah, the reunion. Cause I, I I need I need y'all to tell me. I knew like I remember watching Fresh Prince back mm-hmm. in the day. Like that was between Fresh Prince, Martin. Mm-hmm. Those were my shows, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember Aunt Viv being replaced. But did they talk about why? Yeah. So <clears throat> what happened was was apparently like season three she got pregnant. And her family, like, life wasn't great. So she just started to just stay to herself. And I guess they wanted, they was trying to, I guess they offered her a contract. She didn't like the contract. So she didn't accept it. So they told her they're going to recast her. But she couldn't, um, she couldn't, uh, like, go be a part of anybody else's show. So it was that. So they blackballed her? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like a whole feud between, I guess, her and Will. Like, the Will was like 21 at the time, so he didn't really know what was going on between, like, you know, family issues and stuff like that. He just knew that the smile was gone. They weren't really talking. And then, I guess, like, it somehow got back that Will was like, Will told the media that she was difficult to work with. Yeah, I remember and that. Her exact words on the reunion was, that's like a kiss of death for a black woman in Hollywood. Mm. Especially a dark skinned black yeah, woman in Hollywood. Powerful. And so that's how the, the whole like beef started and stuff like that. It was interesting though because they her and Will sat down, it was like a whole little segment. It was just them two. Mm-hmm. And then when she came on set, everybody was there but Carlton. 
Mm-hmm. And I found that very interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. she was hugging. Because also, the light skin on Viv and the dark skin on Viv never met. So that was their first time meeting. Yeah, that was big too. That, that was, was big. big. And it was mm-hmm. embracing. Yeah, I gotta get HBO now. Damn it. I got the free trial. You get a free trial for seven days. Yeah. Well, that's now something I have to do. That's what I'm, like, I'm going to need them to stick to Netflix and shit I got. Netflix. I know, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. Hey, like, I haven't had HBO since Game of Thrones. I'm going to have to get it. HBO never. I don't really care I'm going to have to get it because the new Wonder stuff. Woman come out in December on, on HBO. It, so it's going straight to it's the movie and it's going straight to damn mm-hmm. which one yeah, the new Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman I never saw the oh, first I don't yeah. like DC like that I never saw yeah, any DC of the DC movies that is that the same character do I saw a picture it looked like a different woman no it's the same woman oh same woman playing Wonder Woman mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay I don't know why she doesn't interest me as a superhero I was kind of excited about the movie, to be honest. But then when I watched it, it was like, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Mm. The second one, I think, is going to be better. But yeah, so that was why. So it was just interesting because, like, they didn't talk. And that kind of, like, killed her career. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty tough. But then even though I feel like the only real successful one anyway out of all of that was Uncle Phil and and Will. Because... Carlton ended up on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Tatiana yeah, Carl- Ali was They all had struggles. None of them really yeah. were successful after French uh, Hillary, Fresh Prince. Hillary did major pain. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I remember she, that. Yeah, she did major pain, but I don't remember anything else. No, after Hillary. That. I, I looked up. I looked up their catalogs, and their catalogs are really weak. The only person that really thrived after that show um, was Will Smith. Will was determined to thrive. Yeah. No matter what, he's got that winter spirit in him. Yeah. There, there was- I mean, Uncle Phil though, he was already like made before Will before Fresh Prince already happened. Oh, okay. Mm. I haven't really I think so. seen him in anything else. I- he's in stuff that we we. We, he's in a lot of stuff that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, he voiced, I think, characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I would have to look at... You know I got the IMDb app. <laughs> yeah. you got, when you got the app, you're serious about proving things. But yeah, so I think that's just like... So it was just that, and like, nobody really... So like, she... And then the thing what she was saying was she didn't reach out to nobody in the cast because she said she didn't know who to trust. I bet. Like... Oh, um, he was in Ninja Turtles. Okay. He did one of the voices. Hey, that's right. He was the voice of Shredder. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was. That's the one I was thinking of when he voiced. He he was the voice of Shredder, but I don't see. He's got a, a catalog, but not much. Mm-hmm. Like he was on. He looks like just guest starring on a lot of things. So yeah, it would have probably just been Will mm-hmm. Carlton a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? The one that played the butler. He was recently in oh, something. Jeffrey? Yeah. yeah, he was recently in something. I don't think it was American Horror Story. It was something. Yeah. That he was in where they drilled through his brain or something. Lovecraft? I don't remember what it was. Good, Y'all are killing pull, me right pull, now. Pull it up, pull it up. They drilled through his brain. They drilled Shit. through his brain and Hell he dies nah. on the operating table. And it's actually very, very recent. Um, I have to pull him up, but he he was he was in that, and God, I I know I just watched this the other day. You think they should have stuck with a uh, uh, if they were going to do a recast? Don't you think they should have stuck with another dark woman instead of going from a dark so woman to a light I think, woman? So this is what I think will happen, right? Originally, I don't think like going back and listening to it, Ratchet, Ratchet, that one thing that with that crazy nurse from American Horror Story. Oh, I heard of that. I haven't watched yeah, it. I haven't watched that either. Yeah, he's in there. Is is that a good movie? I didn't watch. It's a TV show. I didn't, oh, it's a I TV didn't show. Watch it. Oh, no, okay, you, okay. no, Lena be watching all this stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lena be watching a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, 
I think what happened was like I was. She at home. She work at home. All that shit. <laughs> she had a lot of a lot of TV time. From what I remember, was they originally wanted the light skin on Viv, mm-hmm. but um, for what I remember from when I was watching it on my way over here, was that when they pitched her the idea. And she was, and they were saying that it was with a rapper. She she turned it down. Oh, that's what she was talking really? about when she said that. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. she meant like after. Mm-mm. She was talking about before. Yeah, because she was saying that when she saw the first episode, she was like, "Oh, damn." So I think when they let on Viv the, the dark skin on Viv go, it was just a natural. Um, I'm saying it was just a. Uh, <laughs> as we're talking about it, it was just it was just a natural replacement. I don't know. Like I always thought. She was she was good though. She was good, but I think the dark skin one was a little bit better. That's just me. Yeah, I felt like yeah. the dark skin she one aged better. Yes, she still looks good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She definitely aged better. Not the only one don't, but she, she the original on Viv aged. Uh, yeah, like you said, well. the original yeah. on Viv was an important piece to their foundation to their success, mm-hmm. and I felt like the original on Viv complemented Uncle Phil better. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, Uncle Phil, didn't really get that stern to after. Mm-hmm. The original on Viv left, and then it was like the role switched because the original on Viv was more of the stern one. Uncle Phil was more the laid back one because she's supposed he's Will Smith is technically her nephew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not Uncle Phil's nephew. Mm-hmm. He's, he's her; it's her sister that's Will Smith's mom on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah. it's like when she left, the new on Viv kind of like it, the roles reversed because I don't think her personality didn't fit like what the original on on Viv role was. Oh, then, like that strong yeah, black co- woman. Correct, correct, yeah, okay, okay, correct, okay, okay. Correct. And then Uncle Phil came in more as the disciplinarian. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think that was also to kind of give that father figure to Will. Mm-hmm. Because remember, that was a big thing, too. You yeah. Know, the episodes when his father came in. I still cry when I watch that, yeah, <laughs> that, that that's, episode. That's the epic. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's interesting because I don't like. So looking back on it, seeing how everything played out, I think everything played out how it needed to play out. I don't know. I still think the show is successful with the original on Viv. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's as successful as it would have been now if she would have stayed on the whole entire yeah, journey. That, that, that would have, could have, should have stuff really gets with you. Yeah, yeah. it does because you don't know what you'll strong, never know. She you'll has such know. a strong presence. So when that flip, so when that switch happens, and Uncle Phil's more the disciplinarian, I can't see her not being. Less than what she already was. Yeah. So she was she was strong. Like Very strong. Her pres- her presence. She was like, "Don't call me captivate. mom. Call me Professor Banks." Yeah, she's captivating. She had she had a. You, you could tell. Like, there's some things that you know vibes. That mm-hmm. going back to the vibe, she had that vibe. That you know that strong. Like she didn't have to say anything. You already exactly. knew. Like, don't mess with her. Like exactly. She already had that kind of. But when you see the new on Viv, that's complete opposite. Complete opposite. She took more of a nurturing kind of yeah, softer yeah. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I didn't think about that. And then on what I was going to get to on that is like both of these people, Gucci and I talked to him about it, and um, the old on Viv or dark skin on Viv. They had um, particular, uh, what's it call it? Uh, beef, not not beef, but animosity, animosity, uh, stipulations about re- mm. reuniting. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you you're seeing that that is not even though one party wants to to squash things, it comes with you know certain. You know exceptions and like it takes time. You can't just immediately just 
plug that person back in and everything is all cool. Because as far as Jeezy, he wanted to play diss tracks coming back, you know, coming back to, you know, diverses. He, he didn't want it well, to be Gucci. all... Yeah, I mean, Gucci mm-hmm. wanted to play diss tracks and it wasn't all kumbaya and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And as far as Aunt Viv, if you watch the, when you get to watch it, you'll notice she's not in any of the actual doc, documentary. Like, she's not sitting on the couch with them throughout the whole show. They did a separate portion for her, which was the one-on-one interview with Will, and then they had her walk in and meet and greet the mm-hmm. rest of the cast, mm-hmm. and then she disappears. They go back into recount of the final days of the show. So they don't they don't reenact anything? They don't do any kind of... No. Um, so it's really just them getting... Yeah, they had a... Um, they it they better had, be on a free trial if that's what it is. It is. But then they had a, like, a... Um, uh, tribute for uh, Uncle Phil. I heard it. It'll yeah, make yeah. you cry. Yeah, it was, sad. I, it was sad. I'm not emotional, but it was it was very touching. Yeah, it was it was very touching. It was very touching. Damn. Like everybody was crying. Like it was. Yeah, it was oh, very touching. To you know, they they picked all the mushy little mm-hmm. moments too to to recap and mm-hmm. to get them all. Get them I don't all like ready. feeling emotional. I don't yeah. like that. Not when I watch stuff. I hate that. That's exactly what they wanted to trigger. They like you, to trigger. yeah, you get those emotions are out, but in my head, I'm like, damn, I'm a bitch. I, I shouldn't be doing this shit. <laughs> do you do you cry a lot doing movies? I used to not. I don't know what the hell happened over me to me in like the last year or two. Like, when I tell you I get emotional easily mm-hmm. now, I really do, and I don't know why. I think that's a good thing, because it, like, it maybe shows that you're opening up that um, that emotional side of you that probably was maybe, more closed maybe, off. Yeah, maybe it was um, hidden or something, but when I tell you it's the dumbest shit that'll make me cry, some things I can watch and, like, okay, I relate it to certain things, mm-hmm. and, and that, that brings an emotional side. But come on, man, I cried when The Office ended. Like, why? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's. It really was something. But you know what I noticed? I get really emotional when there's, like, shows with a bunch of friends that have a bond and chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they have, the show ends and they have to, like, go their separate ways or mm-hmm. they have an emotional oh, ending. Oh, yeah. That, that is pretty I sad. think it's, yeah, I mean, I've seen this on a meme before, but if you think back at it, we all went outside to play with our friends one day without realizing that was going to be the last time we ever did it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people from our past that we just don't see. I mean, social media allows us to feel connected. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a psychological psych out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it's true. But in all honesty, you're not as connected as you used to be back in the day. When, yeah. when So I think that's when it comes to shows like that, because that's not the only show that's done it to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's that bond that yeah. you're attaching yourself to, and then all of a sudden it goes away. Especially like Fresh Prince, I think, because it was the ending was so emotional, because mm-hmm. you had a lot of black sitcoms that didn't get the proper ending yeah like martin like girlfriends uh the hughley show so they actually had a proper ending and to see how it ended it was just like damn yeah Mm. and martin martin was it like him and gina couldn't be on the same set yeah for season six yeah yeah so it got really really weird because i felt like that could have lasted that if they was on good terms that could have lasted at least another season or two Yeah. yeah That was another reunion they kind of did. But they kind of, reu- they did like a quick reunion. They announced that they were maybe working on some other spinoff of Martin. And then they all went radio silent about it. I haven't heard anything since since they posted their little reunion pic with her. Um, was it whatever, Arnold? T- Tashina Arnold. Yeah. Tashina Arnold and uh, Gina. And, um, now I feel Martin. like the Martin cast like has been more successful. But then again, like I felt like after Martin, but then again, you were dealing with 
you weren't dealing with like every i think with oh yeah them, they have been yeah they've been yeah. better all three of those yeah they were already been grown constant they were in like rip- well yeah um what's her name the the lady that did pam she was in everybody hates chris yeah, yeah. and then she's done other shows too so Shane Arnold did that, that show with damon wayans where yeah. they were married mm-hmm. exactly um so they yeah they each had um mm-hmm. what about tommy no, I don't no think, Tommy wasn't doing yeah, anything. Tommy wasn't, I, I don't think, think Tommy, Tommy was doing or Cole. And Cole. But Cole was in some things, but it was like but, very but, small. But, but you could tell her that Gina and Martin and Pam were like the main characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus they did House Party before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I watched that movie. I was like, I don't see why that's such a big classic House Party. It wasn't. You, it's, it's also like Bay Bay's Kids. You had to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and watching it in that moment for it to be like a classic. But House Party movie is pretty dope. Yeah, it was dope. I like seeing, like, I like the, you know, seeing the old styles and all that, seeing the haircuts, the high top haircuts, the outfits. But then, like, if we're just going to go by this, the movie itself, I was like, I don't see why it's that, you know, why it was that big of a, like, classic or I think it's mainly that dance scene. The dance scene? The dance scene is what does it for everybody, because everybody's tried imitating that dance scene. I have Mm -hmm. not seen anybody do it. All right, so let me ask you this. Which one you think is better, Martin or Fresh Prince? Oh, with me. So growing up, comedy. Like, I would have to say Martin. Growing up, they were neck and neck. But as I got older, Martin resonated with me more because I understood the jokes that they were saying. Like, so I would say about like my first year at FAMU, I uh, pirated the whole season of like the whole six season of Fresh Prince, downloaded, and I bought like the whole series of Martin because girls like Martin so you mm-hmm. know I would, always, I would always play Martin because you know <laughs> they like to laugh and after after I sat back and watched the whole six the whole what six seasons of Martin and then going back and watching Fresh Prince it wasn't as funny to me like yeah. the, I struggled to like get through like the first two seasons and then after that it started to pick up but it was like I think Martin ages better as you get older. Fresh Prince was like, like you said, you had to be there in that moment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you had, you got to see Will go from 21 to like 27 and see mm-hmm. the maturation process. And mm. I think it was also the type of comedy, like the banter between Martin and Pam. Yeah. That's one of some of the funniest Classic. stuff. Yeah. Classic. The, yeah. I mean, he also did... Um, Shanene. Yeah, Shanene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did Shanene. He did a couple of characters. He did Shanene. He, he, uh, he did Jerome. Funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the dude that hops through the window, what's his name? Bruh Man. Bruh Man. From the fifth floor. From the fifth floor. Like, it was, it was <laughs> classic. Mm-hmm. That, you cannot beat that. Yeah. I think they're different. almost in two different lanes. I think yeah. you got the family, you know, the family show, and that was just like a pure comedy. Yeah, I do feel like when it comes to like black family sitcoms, Fresh Prince is up there. Like, I don't think Fresh Prince could be. T- I don't think Fresh Prince can't be. The Cosby be t- Show. The Cosby Show was huge. Yeah, was, I ain't really watched. I, the never, Cosby. I yeah. never watched the Cosby. To be honest, Bill Cosby had psychologists actually work on the show to make sure that they were portraying African American families the best way possible. Mm. Wow, it was a lot invested. See, I, into that. I put the Cosby Show in its own lane because mm-hmm. I put the Cosby Show not so much of a comedy tv sitcom mm-hmm. it was a little bit more like serious for me so i put like i put like the cosby show almost in like the same lanes as like the good times okay mm-hmm. 
So that's like a different lane for me. I've never seen Good Times. Me either. Mm. I've heard of it. I've seen a little bit. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. See, I, I grew up Cosby Show, so mm. I grew up on that. I watched it all the time. Me, me, Martin, and Fresh Prince, I grew up on that. The only other TV sitcom, like, from Fresh Prince on that I feel like was really underrated and didn't get its shine was The Bernie Mac Show. Because I was yeah, a big fan, I like I was a big fan I like of the Bernie Mac. It was a little bit drier than I would have liked, but it, his his comedy style yes. of comedy grew mm-hmm. on me. Yes. And then that's when I, I appreciated it more. But at first, it did not, mm-hmm. it didn't stick with me because I was so used to the styles of Martin and mm-hmm. Fresh Prince and all that. And his style was different. Well, I feel like with the Bernie Mac show, they took one of the funniest parts of Kings of Comedy mm-hmm. and they created a show out of it. Mm-hmm. But to be politically correct, they couldn't have certain aspects of that joke that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it turned out to be the exact same scenario. Mm. Um, except the kid couldn't, they didn't have the kid as gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had certain things that they, they couldn't do or they yeah. didn't do. And I'm assuming because it was politically incorrect. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I never really, I watched a few episodes of the Bernie Mac show, but. It was like one year. I, was, I think it was like. 08, I got laid off. Well, I got fired. I don't want to say laid off. I got fired. I got fired. <laughs> I got laid off. Laid off is the better way. <laughs> That's what you tell the people that interview. You I know, got right? laid off. You didn't get fired. They cut everybody. It wasn't just me. But yeah, so I got fired. And then I was just sitting around. And it was like a three-week gap between where when I lost my job and when I started my job. Like, I got a job like a week after, but I had to wait like two, three weeks to start. So I just binge-watched the Bernie Mac show. That's the oh, best yeah. time to binge-watch yep. shows is when you get fired. I'd be like, I ain't got no I binge-watched The Wire. I watched all of The Wire when I got fired. I watched... A couple other shows Like I just go back And like you know what I'm at home now Let me just go ahead And get these shows in Quarantine did it for me I started mm. I mean I binge watched before But quarantine really Like we couldn't do nothing But binge mm. watch Yeah Watch uh, Knocked Out of the Tiger King series All kinds of stuff Oh yeah I never watched Like did, was it most, worth it It's You might lose brain cells No see no Watching no, it you, you might And it, <laughs> it, you, you might It was just certain things Were funny about it Yeah Like Buddy literally ran for office and he had a commercial where his campaign starts off, I'm broke, I'm gay. And he starts listing off all this shit. And this is somebody that's trying to run for office. Mm. Yeah. You literally lose brain cells, but it's funny in its own right. <laughs> I think Everybody Hates Chris was funny too, but it's just... We knew that it was Chris Rock, but it wasn't Chris Rock. But that was hilarious. But like Chris Rock did the same thing. He he took his his took his stand up and turned it into it was, a it was show based off of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Terry Crews had a big part in that because mm-hmm. some of those jokes he told within were jokes I've heard him say before. Mm-hmm. He just reenacted it in the show. Yeah, and like I said, his Terry Crews. Yeah, it was that, hilarious. The fun. It, that show was. Almost perfect. I it was. was it, it was. was. Mm-hmm. I was upset how it ended because, like, I, I can't remember. Like, I think how it ended was like he, like, I don't know if he, like, went back and he was getting his GED results or something like that or some important test he had, and then it just ended like you never. He opened it and they didn't show the results, and then I was just like the end of the show, end of the series. Get out of here! Because I think it ended prematurely. Oh, they didn't have. They didn't get to close it yeah, out. I, I don't think they got to close it out like how you know they wanted to. Wow. Oh, I wonder why that would be. You'd have to research that. Because most, I feel like most African American shows don't get the same leash as white shows. Like mm-hmm. Friends is horrible in my opinion. Oh, I love Friends. It's a rip off of Living Single. I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard, I heard it heard was. I, 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 
Living Single was also a good classic. They said Living Single was really good. From what I heard was, um, Living Single was first, and then what they wanted to do with Friends, they wanted to do with Living Single, but the cast of Living Single wanted to keep everything like how it was, like African American centric and everything like that. So they said okay, and then they just started Friends. And then Friends goes on for like 8,000 years. <laughs> I mean, people love Friends. I love Friends. It, it, and Friends has like it, mm-hmm. its its own nostalgia to it. But I like a lot of different shows. Like, mm-hmm. like I love Seinfeld. I still watch Seinfeld to this day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just me and Wale that love Seinfeld. I have a good people. I have a lot of friends that love Seinfeld. I've never watched it, but I heard it. Being yeah, in your late it. 30s and dating, I relate to it. So, I need, mm-hmm. so what you're saying is I need to start watching it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you kind of in a relationship. But, like, but I still I need that so I can so because I think now being older, if I watched it, I would be able to relate to it. it possibly, but like when they date, they find every little thing wrong mm-hmm. with that's the person, nice. and I, I I feel like that's what I've become. So watching it now versus watching it then, I thought the show was stupid. Yeah, me but too. watching it now, I'm kind of like, oh yeah. I is, kinda, I really, is, is that on Netflix? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. My girl got Hulu. I'm gonna <laughs> just I'm gonna just look into it. That's how it works? Like we got to find somebody with it. So let me ask y'all this. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about Girlfriends? I never watched it. Really? Never watched it. I actually loved it. Here's my thing, right? So Did I'm you almost. Watch Girlfriends? I never watched Girlfriends. You didn't watch the UPN shows? Moesha, Parker. Moesha, Parker's. Yes, I did. Just not Girlfriends. Was Girlfriends on UPN? Or yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And then BET took the rights over afterwards? No, that was the game. Okay, see, the game I did watch. Because the, girl, the, girl, the, game, the... the game is a spinoff of Girlfriends. Is it? Yes. So what happened was late in season six. Melanie is Joan's niece or something like that. Okay. And then, like, it was late in season six. They did a whole episode on, like, that to see if it would work. And then that's when the spinoff happened. Oh, see, I did watch it. I didn't didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, if you watch it, because I just got finished with season six. The things where I I get stuck at is how season six ended, Tony decided not to come back. I can't watch it without Tony. As much as, like, she annoys me. She's part of the core, so mm. I've struggled to watch season seven. Like I got to see, even, I got to see like first episode of season. Oh, seven. so they broke up um, towards the end. Like they was missing a core. Yes, Tony. So basically, what happened was was um, just like how they can decide not to bring you back. Mm-hmm. She didn't once her contract was up. She didn't want to come back. She wanted to do bigger things. Now, oh. did she end up doing bigger things? That I don't know. Damn. See, if you don't know, she made a wrong move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. But yeah, so that's what that's what pretty much happened. I think what messed girlfriends up was, I want to say halfway through season seven, going into season eight. Damn, they had eight seasons. They mm-hmm. made eight seasons. Damn. God damn. Well, they got they made it like seven and a half. So they got to season eight, and it was like halfway through the season. But what happened was they didn't get a proper ending because uh, the writers were on strike. Oh. During season eight, so they it never got it just was like unresolved because the end of season six, like Joan was finally able to get into like her whole phase, and Tony was going through the whole um thing with Todd with the whole trying to get custody of, of her daughter, and Joan was the character witness. She was supposed to show up, and she got drunk at some. She she let the fame get to her because her restaurant started to take off, and then she became like part of this like A list group. So she. Basically alienated her friends Went to some A-list group Got real drunk And wasn't there for Tony When she was supposed to be To be the character witness And now it's like It for Tony mm-hmm. And so like That's how season 6 ended uh, She she got custody of her child Full custody She's able to keep full custody of her child Because her husband 
her uh, ex-husband at the time just he he just dropped he he dropped the suit. It was like it's not that big of a deal. So then Maya and Joan was there, and so then I mean Maya and Lynn. So then Joan basically just like left for like four months to go to New Orleans to clear her head. And then by the time she came back, when season seven started, she was saying they were saying that um it was basically they were saying that Tony was leaving the next day because I guess Todd I got some some job on some reality show and at this point they got a daughter so she was like she sold everything she sold the business she sold uh her house and everything like that so she wanted to go up there so that way morgan didn't have to be alone with her dad and i guess joan thought like tony was joking and she wasn't but you don't see tony at all on season seven because i was like damn after after the first episode at the end where i just saw maya lynn and joan and not Tony. I was like, I can't watch this. Was Tony like the funny one or something? No. Tony was more the bitchy one. Okay. But they all like kind of intermingled together. Was this mm-hmm. show funny at all? It was funny. It okay. was. It, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. But it's, I, it's not when you like get, hilarious, but it's, it's I don't good. Because oh it has the drama of like the girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, the you know the relationship and that. And then it sprinkles in the comedy within that. Yeah, it's hard for Which me to girls find would women be able to relate comedian. To. Yeah, they, it, funny, it, was, like, it was funny, but it was more so like... As you get older, like, as I got older, I was like, damn, okay, so Tony can be a little narcissistic, but Joan is a straight, just, just like, she's so damn selfish. Tony and Joan are both selfish. Mm. But I feel like as the seasons progressed, Joan got more selfish than Tony. Season six, she was wilding, Mm. absolutely wilding. And I'm just like, bruh, Joan, what are you doing? Mm. It was like, you had, you wanted, you, you had a good job being a lawyer. You ain't want to do that. Then you went to be, you went to, you was working at fast food and I'm doing at the J spot and then you just alienate your friends. So it was, it was interesting. I don't think I could, I, cause I was hell bent on getting to seasons, but then I didn't really realize I knew Tony left, but I thought she left season eight. I didn't know she left season seven. Cause these like really, it was eight seasons. It was seven and a half going. It's like pretty much eight and a half seasons, but it was really like 10 cause their episodes was like 25, 25 episodes a season. That's oh, long as fuck. Oh, no, yeah, that's pretty long. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It takes a lot of dedication. Yeah, I'll yeah. just be at work. I'll just be at work in my uh, my day job. And I'll just I'll just watch it. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you uh, do you get to watch TV or anything while you're working, or you have to be locked in? No, some week we can. Uh, I, as long as I don't really have anyone around me, so mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have something playing just so I don't feel alone. Because mm-hmm. I'm always at the house by myself. Yeah. But I usually will put on something that I've already watched, so I'm not paying attention to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you try to watch something new, you know you're you're just wasting it because you're not going to be able to give it the full attention. Actually, you know what I think about it post election. Mm-hmm. Did you see Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I saw. I just saw the clip of him with that that uh, what is that? An intro or? His, he did an opening monologue, yeah, and it, that was hilarious in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the, the, that episode in general, I have was to watch funny. it. You should. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, but it, it's and not. It's, on, I thought it was on Netflix. Well, Hulu does like live, like it, oh. you know, if it comes out Saturday, it'll be released the next day. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And okay, so I don't know if you saw on my Facebook where I posted the Jim Carrey thing. Yes, that it, came it, from that episode. That episode. That okay. was the very intro, and it's amazing to me how the election was announced that day, mm-hmm. and by the end of the night, because Saturday night is live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already had their skits and everything worked out. I think because in that particular instance, I think at that point. I think I, I want to say like after Tuesday, 
going into Wednesday when you started to get the mail-in ballots and you started to realize it was Biden who was getting most of them. They had already prepared some because we already figured that Biden was going to win. Yeah. Unless, like, something crazy happened and Trump won, which would have been... Well, I mean, he was ahead in the... Even with the electoral votes by a lot. Mm -hmm. Who? Uh, Biden? Biden. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. You, we were on pins and needles watching it for days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last time that we all spoke, we were talking about whether or not we voted. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. had already voted. Did you vote? Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was... Uh, I was trying to, but the line was too long. I didn't want to wait because oh, I went to go drop off my parents' uh, mail-in ballots, and he's like, "Oh, this is the last day. Go and vote." And then the the line was wrapped around the building, and I was like, "It went by quickly." I waited to the last hour to vote. That's how much I didn't want to do it. I waited mm -hmm. until the very last hour, I and I was in and out rather quickly. And I thought I got a free burrito. Mm. I was really excited about this fucking burrito. <laughs> I was like, yo, I voted. I got a burrito. It's going to be straight. I pull up to my apartment, and it was a fucking hot dog. You know how mad Damn. I was? Damn. I was like, I still ate it. But that's not the point. I really mm. thought it was a burrito. Yeah, that, that, that's that hurt. Yeah, they had like a food truck out there that was giving out free food for voting. And also this guy that was running for some sort of district, his name was Robert Prater. Mm -hmm. He was actually introducing himself in front of the polls. He was the actual person running. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a smart strategy, though. It, w mm -hmm. it was yeah, because you, you don't know these other exactly. people. Because I, I was like, okay, I and saw And you put a face outside. to the name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got you. Don't even, don't even trip. I didn't don't know what the hell you're running against. So, yeah, I, I did. So that was actually pretty smart. As, and I, his name was easy to remember. Uh -huh. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's Buddy outside. And I scratched <laughs> it off. Um, uh, I have one more thing to talk about. The Going back to both of these reunions. Uh -huh. And I was just watching the video right here before we started the podcast. And she was saying that, that it was uh, like 30 years of bondage or 30 uh -huh. years of being in prison. Do you ever find yourself when you end on bad, bad terms with someone feeling like that is an extra weight or uh, a baggage that you carry with you until you somehow reconcile that relationship with that person? I technically have somebody and I don't know if you, you either one of you do, but I do have somebody that comes to mind when I think of that. It's, it's mm -hmm. a friend that I had over 10 years ago mm -hmm. and we were very close and we fall, fell off with each other um, for various reasons on either end. And I, I do think about those things like I would be willing. Am I willing to rekindle that? Should I extend that olive branch? Yeah. Did Jeezy motivate me enough to do that? <laughs> you know? And um, I'm going to say this a hell no for me, dog. Not that I wouldn't. Like, yeah. it, it's just, I kind of feel like if I hadn't let go of that person, I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh -huh. yeah. I think, like, I feel like I progressed in such a way that Wendy right now in 2010, I don't know, I mean, 2020, can't hang with that same person that I was friends with in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would be, it, it, I don't know. I really But what know. if it had the opposite effect? Like how it did with... Uh, Aunt Viv, where you broke up with someone or you uh, you severed a relationship with someone, but the effects of that put you like through a downward spiral. Would you still like like? Wouldn't that be more of a weight on you, knowing that okay, this relationship ended and it did this damage to me? And it's would almost you, like needing that closure. Yeah, needing the closure. So you you don't feel like any relationship that you that didn't get closure, you would want closure? With this particular...
particular girl, I, I a part of me feels like it would it would make me whole just to kind of clear the air between us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to hang out. We don't have to be down like four flat tires on a low rider. It would just be nice to kind of know that we, we're straight. If yeah. we ever see each other in public, we don't have to feel like mm-hmm. we don't know how to you approach to, each other. Yeah. So that part of it, yes. And in all honesty, I don't know if I, I wholeheartedly... I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel like if I felt the way Amphib did, or that, or that my career was ruined. Yeah, because you, you you're sitting there watching other people live their lives and whatever, and you're you're just feeling like you know that's what I could have been, or that's what you know you felt like if you didn't do what you did to me, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I don't know if I is that playing victim. Do you think she, is I think that, that is kind of playing, playing victim, victim because I feel like we kind of have the capability to write our own story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no matter what you do to me, it's not going to keep me down. Now, granted, I'm not acting in Hollywood. Yeah. So she could have been blackballed on a different level. But I mean, personally, in my life, there's nobody that I have severed ties with in any way, shape or form that has an that has impacted me that much. Yeah. Okay. What about you, team? I would say so. I had one instance to where I was um. I was close to somebody and then we stopped talking. But now it's like, so then we kind of rekindled it. Mm-hmm. And then we fell back out. Mm-hmm. So, nah. Nah, so nothing, no, no, nothing tying you down. No, no nah, old relationships like, tying you down. Like, mm-mm. like at, when we first stopped talking, um, it hurt because like her, her son was my godson. Mm-hmm. But once that relationship like died, there was nothing really tying me down. Mm-hmm. To that particular situation, and this is somebody you were romantically involved with. Yeah, but we were more best friends. We had sex a few times, but we were more like best friends. Okay, then. but yeah, it was mm-hmm. just like it was. Now, like no, like we we work together. Like no, she see me, I I, I I I stare a hole in her. I can't stand her. I I don't. I, it takes me a lot to hate a person, and when I hate you, I hate you for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm the same way. Really? Yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a whole. But once lot you get me, me there, not to like you. Once you like, if I put my neck out for you and you basically backstab me, which is pretty much what the fuck happened. Yeah. Like, nah. Like, but see, that's I, I thought about that. But then, how do you even get to this Aunt Viv moment? How do you get to this Gucci and Jeezy moment? If that's the really way you, you I think really with feel? them, I think right. I don't know. I think <laughs> with, with, with Aunt Viv and them, it was a little bit different because mm-hmm. like. When you're on set with somebody, that pretty much becomes like your family. So but that's what I'm saying. That, that that's what because if you don't have that like real relationship, but why would you care if your relationship ended? I'm talking about the relationships that really meant something to you. That really, and that, that, I'll tell you this: that relationship did mean something to me. That's why I tried to rekindle it. But after I found out you lied to me, after we rekindled it, yeah, See, nah, like you, you only get one more chance after that. It, like I agree with you, but my form of me not fucking with you, like it, it takes a lot for me not to like you. Because I can see good in anybody. Mm-hmm. But once I see that I can't find good in you, I just stay away from you. There's yeah. no part of me that's even willing to associate mm-hmm. with you on Correct. that level. I don't have to hate you. I don't have to feel that animosity. Oh, I hate you. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can't be in my circle. I can't. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, What just, about exes, baby daddies? Do you feel like um, because of what... That could have been or what it, you know, whatever. I know it's not that now, but do you ever feel like you should be on any type of, there's like a plateau, like a level that you guys, you would want to maintain that you would never want to go under? I would like, it was, it was one particular ex who like, we we were best friends before we, before we dated. Mm -hmm. And then after we dated, um, 
we haven't been cool since. Mm. And I think like sometime this year, like was it this year? Yeah, it was this year. Earlier this year. Me and her had got into it because I had talked about her situation on a podcast. Now, mind you, this is like four or five years after the fact. Mm-hmm. And she felt some type of way about it. So she just like blocked me off everything. So like I'm at the point in my life now where it's like for those last like two years, I was really trying to get back to being best friends. But it would be like it got to the point to where I, we would only talk if I hit you up. Mm-hmm. So it was clear to me that you was ready to let it go. So when you blocked me, that's all that I needed. So nah, like we don't talk. I don't reach out to her. Like if she died today, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. good on all that. Mm-hmm. Once I, I leave, I leave. I check out in mm-hmm. every way, shape, or form. I, I no. Because I'm still cool with most of my exes. I'm not. <laughs> like most of them, none, right? Like if I if I see you in Walmart, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to avoid you. Mm, Got yeah. you. But I don't feel the need to curse you out three ways like i don't have that animosity but i don't want you in my space now what i mean what i mean by cool is it's not like i sit here and we talk daily like Mm -hmm. we may talk maybe like once a month check up or something like that yeah but it's not like oh i can't stand that girl or i I can't stand her but that particular one nah and for Mm -hmm. a while it hurt because we were like really tight for three years we talked every day yeah literally every day for about like two three hours and so then now to see where we was at to where we are now shit happens though because I, I, I feel like this touches on how we kind of even started interacting. What about when you and your sister get into it? Like, how do you? How, how hold do you up, guys? Did you did you and her sister date? No, oh, okay. no. We, oh, okay. He worked at different pharmacies with yeah, us. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say this is getting real juicy. Let me sit back nah, real quick. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, but when when he and I like when he started working at my pharmacy, we had seen each other before mm-hmm. but through my sister. Yeah, but me and my sister were at odds with each other, and and mm. that took and you know without getting into details of no, why no, that happened, no, no, I felt like. You know, we we probably both felt we had a good enough reason not to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and but I mean, eventually, you know, she came around, and you know, we we made amends with each other. Like I'm gonna be stuck with my sister the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Like, that's just one person I'm stuck with. But see, that's that's where I'm. I think that's where you you have to tap into because if that was someone else that did the same things to you, would you have been able to no. reconcile? So there and is I, special treatments she, that certain people get depending on who they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, I asked my dad when like she she reached out to me and everything. I asked my dad. I was like, let me be honest with you, because I have another little sister, Melody, through, from my father. I was like, mm-hmm. if you know you weren't with us and the same situation happened between me and Melody, would you want me to make amends? Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, absolutely. For the sake of me, I would want you to to figure out a way to work it out. And that's what made me respond back to her and try to fix that, was that okay. response from my father. But if it was anybody else that I'm not stuck with like her, mm. fuck no. Yeah. No. See? No It's, it's different. It's different. And I feel like we can, I think we can add those, like, conditions to anybody we mm. want, like, we, who we feel that is important to us. But there are just some people that just like, you know what? You're not worth, you're not really worth that. You really got to push me. You, mm-hmm. it, it's a, you have to push me very, very, very far mm-hmm. for me to feel like there's no part of you that I want to be associated with. I have to really think you're a bad person. And it's hard for me to think that anyone's a bad person. I've let a wow. lot of shit slide in my life. Okay. And, there's, and, and I tend to, it's a Pisces thing. We tend to let things roll off of our shoulders. Mm-hmm. But once you get me to that point, I'll never, for, it'll never leave my mind. It'll, I won't be able to trust you. Yeah, and that's kind of the reality of it. Is it, it it's a it, whatever degree of trust that may be on, I mm-hmm. can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once I can't trust you, I can't I can't rock with you. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, different levels, but you know, it has to be some form of you. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trust. The trust issue is 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 pretty big. Um, I think depending on which side of the coin that you're on, like you would want somebody to trust you again. Mm-hmm. But if you're on that opposite side, you would understand why the hell they're not Yeah, because trusting. like I, I trust people off rip. So yeah. you have my trust to be start with. But once you lose it, I guess so I'll give you a perfect example, right? Uh, this one guy to talk to in Tampa. Um, before I got with my girl, had reached up, I reached back out to me. Mm-hmm. We had tried, I tried out. For two years, I really wanted to be with her. Like, when she first started talking, I ended up getting with the girl I was my virginity too. But then after that, she had a kid, and we started talking again. Mm-hmm. And every time she would leave, she would be like, oh, I'm not ready. Or, oh, I want to try to work this out with my family. So then she came back again, the like, right, a little bit before me and my girl, I like, got together. Mm-hmm. And she was in a, like, a bad financial situation. And I'm like, so are you coming to me because you know I will help you? Or you coming because you really want to be with me? Because at this point, I don't trust you no more. Because when I gave you, when I tried to give you my all two two years ago, you left me two separate times. Mm-hmm. Talking about you want to work things out with your family. But clearly, that wasn't the case. Yeah. So it's like, you only, you really only get the real nice committed version of me one time. Yeah. After that. Yeah, it becomes tainted. Dies. It becomes tainted now mm-hmm. because yeah. you, you. A felt, part of me dies. Yeah. Every time with every, with each different thing you do and I'm not the same. A part of me, part of me dies and on top of that, I got internal motives now. Like, if you, if I try to, if, if I fuck with you the long way that first time and like, I'm doing everything for you and you fuck me over the second time, I'm just trying to fuck and just going to keep it moving. I'm just going to be, keep it real with you <laughs> because I get, I'm for real. I gave you all of me the first time. Yeah. So you don't get you said what? I said it's not necessarily my motive. <laughs> <laughs> I said my motive. I said that's what I be trying to do. Like, I can't agree with you there. I, but and most people don't. But, most would you, people, but would you be straightforward with the person and let them know that they're not getting that version of you? Yeah, I'd be moment? like, look, things ain't gonna be the same. If you if you really want to be with you, be with me. You really gonna have to prove it because mm. I'm the older I get. I'm real big on actions instead of words. You can be talking, but talking don't mean shit to me no more. I need to see actions. Because mm. if, you, if you're not showing actions, like... But don't you think you have to give the person time to show you actions? I'll, I'll give them... I'll, I'm not just going to say... I'll, I'll give them time. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, gonna be, you need to be dropping draws. I'm just going to okay. keep it real okay. with you. Okay. All right. But I, um, as far as the trust, <laughs> I've been in a situation where I've known somebody that I didn't trust, but I still st- stuck around. Have you ever felt yourself just accepting someone who, who they are, just knowing that you can't trust them, but you're still around them? So you just kind of have this revolving toxic, toxic relationship? because yes, in hopes of... A uh, hope of them maybe changing yes. eventually. Yes, you, and then you've they never, don't. You, I really wish y'all seen Kevin Hart's thing. Oh, it's it's because it, no. There's one part where he talks about being at the age of forty. You have no fucks to give. Mm. That his girl just comes around looking for fucks, trying to be like, "Yo, I'm going out with my girls." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "All right, cool." I thought it was at the age of sixty. You didn't really had no fucks to give. No, I think when you get close to forty, because I feel myself getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel with everything in me. I don't have the energy to invest it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I stop caring as much. I stop. Yeah. Like I, I literally, it takes a lot for me to actually. Yeah drive that emotion to give a fuck it, it, genuinely i so. think that's what that's what happens when that those parts of you die off mm-hmm. it's just like when when you're like you know fresh and green and you kind of have like you care for this and that but then you learn that eventually being that way is going to backfire and you're going to end up hurting yourself so you just 
I just used don't... to be such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Like, and just constantly forgiving. And that bitch died. Uh-huh. Yeah. That bitch forgiving. is gone. Okay. And then, you know, I'll be yeah. saying, like, hey, I want to chill with you. And you don't never make time for me. But you'd be like, oh, let's do this. But then you want me to come pick you up. Like, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it does. It does go away fast. And people just... Just stomp on it, just destroy it. Because you you want to be hopeful, you want to you know mm-hmm. give people the benefit of the doubt, and every single time, it doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Which is that expectation part that we talked about previously. You just so you, now you just whatever it is, it is. However yep. it rolls, it rolls. Yep. You know, if it rolls your way, then cool. If it rolls the opposite way, cool. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so so like with your new situation going on, like is that how you feel? Like it just it just goes you. Would you try to hold up like any type of? Uh, is there any expectation right now for you with that situation? Which one? The new situation that you got going on. Oh, like um, if he just called you tomorrow, I'm just like you know, it was fun. Like you wouldn't be hurt. Oh no, I would. Okay, okay, okay. I would. I would definitely be hurt. Okay. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it definitely would. I mean, in, in all honesty, you'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Because we've all had heartbreak before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that you know you'll be fine. At the end, you'll know you're okay, but you will go through the motions. Okay. You mm. know. But at the end of it all, you're, you're going to be, you ain't got no choice but to be okay. What you going to do, die? Mm-hmm. You're like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, that's you what have most to people want to do, man. And it takes you time. And that's, that's one of the things that I feel like this generation doesn't do. They don't mm-hmm. give themselves enough uh-huh. time. So if it didn't work out between he and I... Then I'm gonna need I'm gonna need time. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm gonna be able to just rush into the next person mm-hmm. or, or do anything along the lines of that. Hell, it took me a year to find him. Do, do you so. do, do you find yourself counting the days, like finding yourself like okay, oh a month, oh two months, or do you feel yourself like trying to go through those little milestones? I do. No, I'm not that gay about it. We just started seeing. <laughs> I do. Like with me and my girl now, I, just, I, I just we were just talking the other day. I'm like, damn, it's almost nine months with your crazy ass. Like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. To me, I think at that point, yeah, I would. To me, that's yeah. a big deal because I've never really had a relationship. Uh, so I've had a relationship where it went like a month, I mean a year straight, but it was rocky. We haven't really had no real, we had some problems, but like no, no real, real issues. Mm-hmm. This is like the first time to where it's been like, for the most part, a real smooth like nine months. I, at 31, this is my first time experiencing shit like this. This is brand new to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Like like this the long distance? Not so much the long distance. The I've long dated, relationship. I've Did dated I've dated long I date I've done long most of my relations, but like seventy five percent I've been long distance. So you ain't never made nine months with somebody? I have, but mm-hmm. it's it hasn't been as smooth as this. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, it was always rocky. It was Is always, that scary to you? Nah. Do you okay. think that when you move over there it's gonna it's, it's gonna, it's gonna change? change? I mean to a certain extent, yeah. Because I think, I think I'd be smooth if we lived in different states. It could yeah. be hard also in different states because you really, you really got to build, yeah, you got to build that trust. Yeah. You got to build that trust mm-hmm. when you're in a long distance relationship. You really have to, I find myself really having to make time mm-hmm. as opposed to if I was just there, I could be like, okay, well, how about you just come with me to this recording after that we could do something as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, like when we, when I move out there, we're probably going to have our little differences because it'd be our first time really getting used to really getting yeah, used to each other our, new, our nuances them. exactly mm. but i mean i'm committed to it otherwise i wouldn't be moving out there yeah it's true and i mean that is a huge step could you do thing. it could you do it do what a long distance relationship no no okay. absolutely not not even because it's a trust issue it has nothing to do with that um i don't know i just know i can't do it see i say all the time i wasn't trying to be in a, a long distance relationship i think that's why it took me a long time to make it official with her mm-hmm. i wasn't trying to be in one 
but I think it's the best thing that's happened to me because I feel like if I was here, me having my podcast business and me moving the way I move would be an issue because I'm always on the go. But because of me being in a long distance relationship, I can still do this. I can establish it and still make time for her at the same time. Mm. And also, I just feel like if she was here, it would be a little bit more like when I get up there, it's going to be it's going to be pressure. Mm -hmm. It's going to be it's going to be pressure to not necessarily on her, but just on everybody's point. Make this work. Get married. You know what I'm saying? Really start the life that we've been trying to build. But I feel like if she was already here, it would already have been accelerated. It'd been way more pressure. Like we got to get the ball rolling, blah blah this, blah blah that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's the best thing for me. Um, so you're gonna make that move still, right? You going? Yeah. Up there? Oh yeah. It's, it's already set in stone. Yeah, I'm, 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 oh, I'm I got the um, heebie-jeebies when you said get married. For some reason, that mm-hmm. shit like scares me. <laughs> yeah, I got a friend that's getting married right now, and it's it's kind of surreal too. It's just like wow, like people who actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. It's it's surreal, you know. But I guess it's each its own. When you actually get into that moment, mm-hmm. you get into that situation where, you know, it's possible. I guess why not? Why not go all the way? But it's it's still it's still scary. Yeah, it, I've been married, and mm-hmm. I'm ter- and, and, and that makes me even more terrified of it because I've been married, and I know mm-hmm. what it takes, and I know what it involves. That I I know eventually I'm gonna want it. I know that that I don't. You know, I want to have somebody that I grow old with, but. Damn, excuse me. I'm starting to sweat just thinking about <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's going to be. It's of course, like like I said, when we when I move out there, it's going to be. We're going to have nuances. We're going to have to figure out. But I mean, yeah, that's life. Yeah. So are you prepared to like? Are you, you are you prepared to just put all your eggs in that basket and really try to make it work by any means necessary? But if but if you notice some things that are going south, are you going to try to? Hit the retreat button, you know, get out of there. Or how- do you got a plan B? Is what you're yeah, to yeah. <laughs> because you 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 can tell, like mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna tell immediately if it's not for you once you get there. You know? yeah, I have a plan B if it doesn't work, but I'm not I'm not expecting it to not work. If okay, that makes okay. sense, like you know what I'm saying, I know like when I move, coming to Florida is not like coming back isn't an option for me. Oh, so you don't want to come back? Mm-mm. I've been uh, wanting to leave. Like oh. if, if if I didn't meet my girl, like the move was to Texas, I just didn't know how I was gonna go about it. Okay. Okay. So just fuck Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. First but, of all, okay, let me get this straight, right? Let me, first of all, <laughs> I don't have no AC in my car, so I'm always <laughs> hot, and it's always raining. Okay. Like I got heat, but what good is heat in Orlando? It gets cold once. One week out the year. Not even. It gets cold in the morning. Yes. By the yeah. afternoon. And it's just like, I'm over it. I'm over the, the horrible pay around here. All of it. It's just, I got to, it's just, I, it's just, mm. it's too mm. much. I've been wanting to leave though. Like I've been trying to find an exit route for like years. But that does put a lot of pressure on that whole relationship because. Not, I mean, not really. It ain't no pressure. Cause I mean, like she knows we, we, we both know what's at stake. Mm-hmm. So we both know like we both have a lot to lose. Yeah. Um. But I don't look at it as pressure because if it don't work, we gonna go on about our lives. You forgot to mention. You said you were gonna talk about if if your spouse or your significant other was in. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. So we running well over. Our time. Yeah, we, we good. We got yeah. mm-hmm. There's no way in hell, right? And I think my girl would attest to this. Like my girl told me, like she was already she already did the person thing once. Mm-hmm. So she said no. With me, it's circumstantial. 
if you let's let's say like you went to jail on like some Sandra Bland Sandra Bland type stuff or something like that, I can rock with you. But if it's like robbery or theft or murder, Sandra Bland. Yeah, Sandra Sandra Bland. What'd she do? She had a uh, her tail light was out and she got pulled over and then oh okay 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 right was a tail light right yeah something like that if you went to jail over some some shit that you really yeah some social justice type stuff I can rock with you with that that's not no I'm proud let's let's do this I got you but if you're talking about like obey like I killed somebody Mm -hmm. listen. I'm a buck 25, all right? Mm-hmm. There ain't no way on God's green earth I'm going to jail for you. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. What about that? The, the, where the spouse commits a crime? Like, would you, like, would. You know, when you're married, you can't testify against your spouse. Okay. It's actually against the law. You're not supposed to, be, yeah, you're, they're not, they can't get you to testify against your spouse. Okay, okay. I just. But you could snitch, though, right? I don't know. If you're not testifying, how are you snitching? Oh, so you, so you should just. I mean, unless your spouse harmed you, yeah. then I'm sure, you know, if you're a victim of anything. Then but yeah, I, I thought if you knew about it, then that also puts you in cahoots with that person for, for not saying anything. You could possibly both be on trial together. Yeah, it could be an accessory to a murder. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably both be on trial together, but I don't think you're supposed to be able to. I'm not about to be no person bay. So act right. That's what that's what we, he was getting at at all this, yeah. is that he can't date nobody in jail. Yeah. I was with my kid's father for four years before he got locked up, but he was only locked up for a month. I actually helped work and got help got the attorney. So did his family. Yeah. We all pulled together, and he was only he was out of there in a month. That's different, though. Like, okay, so what I mean by like jail, right? So let's say but you already know it's going to be a long. Oh no, he would have been there for a lot longer had we not given my badass attorney. Oh, it would have been a lot longer and I would have had to deal with it. But at that time, we already had kids together. So that's my only experience with it. During the process, like, let's say you're going to trial. I'm with you. But let's say like so once they hit to get the sentence, then you're going to then you're going to jump ship. If that that sentence talking about a that's messed up. No, it's not 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I got a life to live, man. Isn't that the equivalent? Like if you, you, you with somebody and they become paralyzed, can you ride that shit out? Oh yeah. I dated a girl in a wheelchair. So really? Yeah. I think I used to. Yeah. I I, I think I could much rather do that. Because at least the person's there. Yes. Like you're trying to tell me you were in prison and and you want me to wait for you. I can't. Most people will tell you not. They'll tell you not to. They'll tell you, go ahead and live your life. Mm -hmm. Cause they know they can't. Now what I will do is though, I will still check in with you. I won't just alienate you. We can still be cool. It may take a long time for you to be. You're going to want some friends in there. So, yeah. Why would yeah, you? we can still be cool. Yeah. I'll still check up on you. you know what I'm saying still see if you if you need anything. But that's in regards to like us being together. No, I got needs at the end of the day. Okay, last question. So, how, would, would you stick by someone who um, became physically impaired? During your relationship, would you stick? Because now they can't, you know, they can't satisfy you. But that's kind of like the same thing, though. Like your whole life changes because their life changes. I think it. I think it all depends on how much I love that person. If I genuinely love that person, you're gonna want to be there. Mm -hmm. You 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 don't. You know, especially in a moment like that, through thick and thin, good time and bad, all that. Because it depends. So, like, if let's say, what if you're not married? That's different. That's completely different. Yeah, what if you're not married? But what if you're with, with, not married, but you've been with that person for a few years? Yeah. Now, you can't become, you know, handicapped or whatever in any way and then start treating me like shit. Oh, okay. That's okay. one thing we, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a big some factor. People, but see, that is a big factor because 
because of the big change that they had, they take it out on you. Yeah, and that's going to be something like, we'll, we'll go to therapy, we'll work through it, but if that shit don't get better, then, dude, I, I can't sit in misery with you. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. But I think if I was with somebody and we were together, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't see how I would want to leave that person. I'm not built like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really just not built like that. But you, like I said, you know, we'll go through it. We'll do what we got to do. But you ain't going to start treating me like shit. Mm-hmm. Trying to roll out on me on your wheelchair and shit. No. Fuck that. Nah. But you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, it, it balance, I guess. No. Yeah, because I would want someone to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If anything happened, I would want. I would hope exactly. that somebody would love me enough mm-hmm. that they would stick by at my fucking rate right now. That ain't happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the same thing. If like, I mean, because it's almost like the same thing is like, let's say like you uh, you dating somebody and you find out they got cancer. Oh yeah, but you who would leave doing that? You would have to be a. A sick person. Some people, some people do it because some people don't want to deal with that 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 type of commitment. You'd be surprised. I've heard of guys leaving their women; they get raped and they they leave them after that mm-hmm. because of the psychological changes and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know. I would sue. Now her. let me ask you this: Let's say you have a a girl and she got raped and she got pregnant. Are you going to stay with her and help help her raise the baby as if it's as if it's your own? Yeah, I probably. Yeah, I would do the same. I, I, that would. I don't think that would even be a question. Because I, of the scenario. That would depend. It, I'm gonna say this. It really does depend for me. Like, if we're maybe like three months in and that stuff happens, I'm probably not, because I don't love you at that point. But if we're like a year in or something like that, and I like love you and committed to you, I'm gonna raise that baby like being it's my the own. only girl here. I don't think I would keep the baby. I'm pro-choice as a motherfucker. Oh. I don't think I would keep the baby. Yeah. I don't think I could honestly. I'm not saying that I can't love that child. I'm, I'm sure it will always would, remind it would you. Always of, remind mm-hmm, me of mm-hmm. this romantic. That's one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. But is the, being raped. The problem with that, I think, those um, people who've experienced stuff like that, or trauma like that, that sticks with them forever. Anyway, so why would you? Why, why take a life of something you're gonna you're gonna be suffering for? Because some anyway? some women really can't like when that happens to them. It's yeah. It's, they it just triggers them seeing that child because and most of the time when that happens, the child comes out looking like. The person that raped them, oh, yeah. and it's just like mm. women get triggered by having a bad baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I'm true. saying? They'll they'll get triggered women by other get triggered things. Triggered by everything. It's, it's, it's very. Yeah. I, I just feel like it'll be very like for the woman that does it. Shout out, kudos to you. But I just feel like for most women, it'd be very hard to really love that child the way it needs to be loved. Mm-hmm. I that think happens. that would be extra hard on a man because you don't just gotta love that child that was brought in such a negative way, but the woman. Mm-hmm. And the psychological things that she, she goes through, yeah, it's, that's a and lot. the child. That's an intensive. Now, I've seen, I've seen some incidents, to, instances to where like the girl that got raped, the woman that got raped, and she like ended up giving birth and gave it up for adoption. That's an option. Mm-hmm. That's an option. That's, yeah. a, that's that's definitely an option. I think it's, it's tough because as a mom, you still grow a bond, mm-hmm. you know. But that is definitely that is definitely a choice or an option. Mm. Mm. But yeah, man, we gonna wrap this up. We gonna wrap this up, man. Um, so this gonna come out uh, the day before Thanksgiving. So I wanna wish y'all happy Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, happy um, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where are you having your Thanksgiving you gonna, with Lena? Maybe. Me, yeah, me and Lena gonna do it together. She's already gave me a menu list of things. That she wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's gonna be at Lena's house. Cool, cool. cool. You obviously you having it here. Uh yeah, I'm probably gonna have my sisters over. And, okay. Yeah. Your you kids know. gonna be over. Hmm. Your kids gonna be over. Oh yeah, yeah. She, my 
baby mom wants to go out of state, so they're just oh, yeah. like, take your kids. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to get out of here. That's gonna be Christmas for me. Yeah. I leave Christmas Day. I'm like, come get your kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, we done already open presents the day before. Oh, <laughs> man, y'all 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 um get a new boyfriend. Y'all hop on flights. <laughs> y'all be out. I was supposed to go to the original plan was I was going to I was going to go up there for Thanksgiving because that's mm-hmm. my girl's favorite holiday. But with COVID, they're not doing it like that this year. So mm-hmm. we just she just told me not to come. So mm-hmm. we's gonna have it because my brother's supposed to come down from Chicago, but Chicago put it like a stay in place mandate, so he's not coming no more. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be a, a interesting Thanksgiving because COVID didn't mess everything up. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, you traveling for COVID? You mean you well, travel? Well, that's in Christmas. Oh, Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, okay. Thanksgiving. Only. Might be a little bit better, but it, I, the things are. Spiking I don't know, like yeah. So things are. Where are you going again? Atlanta. Okay, they might they might be shutting down. I don't know. I don't, cause hmm. I, is this spike in Georgia? I don't know, but yeah. Nah, Georgia's the only one that really hasn't had a spike. Oh, okay. everybody, every every and my other state. Floridian ass is going <laughs> on. Like, you gonna be the cause of the spike? <laughs> Yo, I was chilling on a, a hard body downtown mm-hmm. during uh, Halloween, and that that COVID was there. Yeah, I, I, and I turned. I, I Have you got tested thing. already? Have you been tested? I've been, I, no, no, I haven't I, really I haven't found either. the need to. Yeah, I got tested once. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to get tested again when I go back up there to New York in January because they put some like. That's man- one thing I got to look into. They they put some mandate in place now to where you can come, but unless you have a COVID test, I guess like three days prior showing you're negative, you literally have to stay in the house. So I was like, I'm not gonna fly up there to just stay in the house. So I'll just I told her I'll just get tested. It's not a big of a deal. That thing is, how do they know? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how, how you know? They're going to have the paper. You got to have the paperwork saying three days. No, no, but I'm talking about, like, let's say, you know, how they know I stayed in my house for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I'll want be to like, take, yeah, I'll stay in there. I feel you, though, but I don't want to take that risk the next thing I get locked up. <laughs> can you, though? Yeah, I think you can. They can. Because people have been getting locked up for the mask thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they didn't want to wear them. Yeah, they got locked, locked up. This one guy who was in Hawaii. He was supposed to stay there, like he was. He, I guess he was there for months. Supposed to quarantine for fourteen days. Once he arrived, and he was on the beach, and they somehow found him. It was a wrap after that. They locked his ass up. Mm. I was like, I'd be damned if I get locked up going to jail over some COVID shit. I'm not even gonna be there long enough. Like I'm gonna be in Atlanta for like four days. Yeah, I'm gonna be in there mm. for three days. Do you mean I'm supposed to sit? No, I'm just not telling anybody where I'm from. But see, <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta should be fine though, because like I said, they're they the they're at- a little more lenient. They're like another Florida. Just yeah, they, they, they <laughs> wilding out there. Yeah. The compound after the Jeezy um was packed. Yeah, like to like. Fully max capacity in there, and yeah, I didn't see no, about. I didn't see no mask. Yeah, so, Atlanta gonna be chilling. I'm so sorry. you, you gonna enjoy the nightlife? Are you gonna try to do the nightlife over there? Uh, my old ass ain't gonna be doing that shit. I know myself oh. better than that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm a, I'm, there's wineries out there. There's cute little mountainous views. There's um stuff that he wanted to take oh, me to see. Doing the romantic stuff. Oh okay, my god. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, things like that. Um, if I was going by myself. Now, even if I was going by myself, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. I would uh-huh. make sure I was in my room at a certain time. I'm very cautious about that, especially if I'm by myself. I'll show you. Oh, yeah, you can't be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a girl by mm-hmm. myself from another city. Anything can happen to me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I didn't Why don't you go ahead and plug in your social medias? Um, my Insta- actually, you were, you were people are a big fan of you from the last episode. Really? Yeah, they was like Aww. she is. She was speaking them gems, them bars, <laughs> had them words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram as Neverland Neverland Wendy with a three for the E in Wendy. Um, and Facebook's just Wendy Bosquez, B as in boy, mm-hmm. O S as in Sam, Q U E Z. 
and it's uh, Liverson eighty eight. That's Iverson eighty eight with the L at the at the beginning for my Instagram and Facebook Livingston Camius. All right, man, you already know y'all can find me, man. Average JTPC. Uh, that's the podcast Instagram, the original Instagram, the original Playmaker. Um, the Praise Break series is coming out next week. Um, so look out for that. Um, and y'all, man, just have a happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for rocking with me, man. It's the second Thanksgiving of the podcast. And um, I'll see y'all next time, man. Philippians 413. Peace. Different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of the mind.